Today on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle, it's the first lake of the week. And the first lake is down in the Brainerd Lakes area. We'll hear from Mark Bacigalupi of the Brainerd Area Fisheries Office. And this week's lake is on the edge and part of one of the premier fisheries in the Brainerd Lakes area. Mark will stick around and talk about that, too. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It's Fish and Bunyan Country's Lake of the Week. Yes, it's a segment so impactful it gets its very own theme. It's the Lake of the Week. And we are headed down to the Brainerd Lakes area with Mark Bacigalupi to talk about this week's lake, the Cross Lake Reservoir. He is the Brainerd Area Fisheries Supervisor. Mark, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Cross Lake Reservoir. And One of the uh, first questions I would have is what makes something a reservoir rather than just a lake? Yeah, um, Cross Lake is a reservoir that uh, the Army Corps of Engineers put a dam in uh, on the Pine River at Cross Lake, and that raised the level of what we call the whitefish chain several feet and, uh, you know, back then it was for flood control. Um, they have several series of dams actually on the Mississippi River. Uh, the Gull Chain is, is one of those, uh, dams that is a reservoir, that makes a reservoir for flood control and, and actually Pokegama Lake in Grand Rapids and Lake Winnebagoshish also has one of those federal dams. And, uh, yeah, so there's several on the Mississippi chain and, and of course, it it has made uh, it was for flood control, but uh, they control the water levels, and they have a nice summer pool level that uh, people like, and and they draw down for winter, um, and so um, they're controlling those water levels uh, to people's likings as well. And it's a it's a planned out thing. So it's sitting there in the middle of a ton of other lakes. You mentioned the whitefish chain, and you know there's just so many around there. Um, does it get a lot of pressure as well, or is that kind of one that uh, it gets missed by a lot of people? Well, of course, the the locals that really know how to fish it do uh, do have their their locations. Um, it's really popular recreational area, of course, kind of a summer hotspot. There's there's restaurants, and uh, you can put around the lake and see houses, and and uh, of course, wake, wakeboarding and all that stuff is big now too. So. You'll see uh, it's kind of a place to be seen as well. It's not a place, if you're an angler looking for an out-of-the-way quiet afternoon, that's not the lake for you. Yeah, well, hit hit the waters early in the morning and uh, in the evening, and you'll, and you'll have a nice experience. It gets busy during the day, of course. It's not a small lake, and you mentioned a lot of homes, a lot of restaurants, so, it, again, a lot of stuff going on there. But as I'm looking at the survey, the one I have is from 2018, Looks like there's plenty of fish and plenty of the type of fish we like to catch in that lake. You know, it can be a lake where you can go out there and do really well for walleye, and it can be a 
athlete that you struggle. There's a lot of pike in there. That's uh, the whitefish chain has always been known for uh, having some pike of decent size, but also the numbers. And uh, of course, we have that new um, northern pike zone regulation where you release the 22 to 26 inches, and you could keep up to 10 of the smaller ones. Uh, some of hope, hoping some of those people, some folks, take advantage of those and learn how to pickle them or, or uh, fillet some smaller pieces off of those pike and enjoy those. It's, they're really good eating, of course. Um, so a lot of pike. Um, there's walleyes. And then we also have uh, just this year uh, been able to enact a panfish regulation for the whitefish chain, in, including Cross Lake, where you have a daily limit of five bluegills and five crappies there. And and there are some nice larger uh, crappies and bluegills out there that we're trying to maintain, you know, well into the future and, e- and even increase the sizes of those fish we're seeing. Um, so it sounds like we're, we're in pretty good shape uh, as far as fish populations and health goes. Uh, I'm taking a look, nice average sizes of a lot of fish. Um, any concerns on Cross Lake right now? Well, of course, it's part of the chain where um, there is a zebra mussel infestation, um, and so we're always uh, cautioning visitors about when when they're coming and going to have their boats well-drained and and dried out and and lake equipment as well. As you know, you wouldn't want to sell a a docker lift from there without drying that for the 21-day period. Uh, but the fishery is doing is hanging on. It's really stable. Um, we see relatively low exploitation rates overall for walleye out there. That's the most studied. Um, and uh, you know, there's it's just a nice place to visit. There's there's accommodations, as we mentioned. There's an Army Corps campground along with the dam, and uh, the city of Cross Lake has uh, um, some nice features there. So. People can come and visit, and uh, there's a variety of things to do there, as well as fish. What is probably the most popular thing to fish for on on Cross Lake? Well, uh, that's a good question. I think uh, it, in, in the winter, uh, people are are looking at spearing early season. It's always been the chain has always been known as a spearing destination. People are always looking for walleyes. But, you know, the average fisherman out there just wants to see the bobber go down, too, so the spanfish are, are pretty popular, too. Yeah, there's a lot of structure on that lake. Uh, it looks like it's uh, really interesting, islands and points, and there's a lot of a lot of stuff to check out. Yep, structure off the off the breaks there and some offshore stuff, and takes a little bit, uh, probably some experience on the lake to really figure out, differentiate the good spots from the good-looking spots. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's always the case, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned the dam. Uh, does that mean that you cannot access uh, Cross Lake from the other lakes in the Whitefish Chain, or can you? Yeah, you you can get to it. Um, it the Cross Lake has, uh, the Army Corps campground has a public water access Okay. That's the best uh, place to get into Cross Lake there, and you could come from other parts of the lake. It, you just got to be going more upstream, you know, from Cross Lake, and you uh, navigate through some narrow boat channels. Good to have a map, and, and these days people have GPS on their depth finders and stuff, so that helps. Okay. If um, if we're trying to find it and we haven't really been there before, what's the easiest way to get to that access? Well, yeah, you uh, Google City across Lake on uh, you know on Google Maps, and you're coming up Highway Three, 
from if you're coming from Brainerd, you'd go through Merrifield, take a right at the fork at Lake mm-hmm. Edward, and go up Highway Three past Pelican Lake. If you're coming from up 371, you could cut over from Pequot or or Jenkins to get across on 16. And it's the Cross Lake Reservoir. It is our Lake of the Week. Mark's going to stick around because, as we noted, the Cross Lake Reservoir is part of the whitefish chain. Whitefish chain is one of the premier fisheries in the Brainerd Lakes area, so we're going to put the spotlight on that next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. As long as we had Mark Bacigalupi of the Brainerd Area Fisheries Office on the line, we decided we'd put the spotlight on the whitefish chain. And Mark, how many lakes are considered in that chain? You know, the major basins are Big Trout Lake, uh, Upper Whitefish, Middle and Lower Whitefish are sometimes differentiated. You know, before the lake was raised, you had lakes called Clamshell and Pig and Rush and Hen, and those are all now joined, of course. I I shouldn't uh, neglect uh, Lower Hay Lake, which is a major feature of the whitefish chain. Also Arrowhead Lake. So I don't know what the count is, but uh, those are the major (laughs) basins there. Um, so there's there's a lot of lakes there, very and again, uh, that is one of the key sets of waters in your area. There's some big ones. You got Malax, which is not in the Brainerd area, of course, but close, very close. Gull Lake is a huge one, but the Whitefish Chain, I hear a lot about. I you know not from Brainerd area, but I know a lot of people down there, and uh, there's just uh, there's a lot of people who spend a lot of time on those lakes. So. Uh, I'm assuming they get a ton of pressure. Yeah, and I forgot Bertha Lake oh. as well. When you when you total up those basins, there it's fourteen thousand acres, so you could almost consider that a large lake. You know, one near it's almost the size of Cass Lake, which is one of the you know ten largest lakes in Minnesota, and certainly a destination for a lot of people. And I think what's what's entertaining about those lakes is it just there's something adventuresome about uh, you know going from this lake to that lake. I mean, even if it is considered kind of one big body of water, it's uh, they they each have their own little personality. I would presume. Yeah, that's true, and there's some seasonality to it. You know, for walleye, people take to start uh, on the upper side, and and towards summer they're moving um, down the lake a little bit, and then big trout is really uh, interesting and unique because it has some of the deepest clearest water in the uh in the area really well it, it is the deepest clearest water in the area it's, it still maintains some lake trout which mm. is uh unique that's at the southern edge of where you'll find lake trout in the state and uh, you know um, still naturally reproducing um it is a stocked uh lake but um Besides some of the Cuyuna mine pits where we've started some lake trout, that's the southernmost area where you'll find lake trout. Okay. So, um, yeah, and then you you know have some more bait, you know, some, some larger basins, windswept where you'd find walleyes, but then also a lot of bays, and, and of course there's some bass tournaments on the lake and uh, every year, and, and those bass guys know the ins and outs of all these bays here, so... You know, it it, it kind of reminds me, in, in a sense, also of Leech Lake in that, you know, Leech Lake's got all these different bays, and each one's its own kind of, almost its own kind of lake, and has, depending on where you're at, it's going to be your bass spot, that's going to be your walleye spot, that's going to be your musky spot, 
Uh, is there any of our famous uh, sport fish that are not available somewhere on the whitefish chain? Well, that's an interesting question. You know, um, I suppose some of those lake trout uh, will will uh, venture out in the winter to other parts, and you'd hear occasional reports of a of a lake trout being caught in somewhere uh, in some of the other basins. But when it gets to the summer August months, you know, they're, those fish are going to find trouble finding the the cool water that they like. Um, whitefish chain is also unique in the area that it has lake whitefish, and I want to differentiate those from the Cisco that are a little bit more widespread and a little bit more tolerant, um, still uh, still needing that cold oxygenated water. But uh, it's pretty unique that lake whitefish are in the chain. And uh, we've seen uh, from aging that some of these fish get really, really old, you know, over 30 years old. Um, you know, for a larger 18-plus-inch fish. Um, and, and whitefish are really fun to catch. They'll hit bigger lures, which you wouldn't necessarily think for a fish like that, but uh, they're, they're pretty fun. You had mentioned when we were talking specifically about cross that there are zebra mussels in the system. Uh, how prevalent are they at this point? Well, um, they've been in there for a while. Um, they, you know, there's a lot of them... Uh, we started seeing them more in the upper parts of the chain, lower hay first, and they worked their way down. Um, we don't have current uh, data on on the densities there because it's a, a huge monitoring effort that we haven't been able to cover. I would say they're at uh, moderate densities, maybe past their peak, and uh, people have kind of learned to live with them. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. We're counting down to the fishing opener. It's just over a week away. We're putting the spotlight on a lot of the key waters of Paul Bunyan country. And today we are looking at the whitefish chain in the Brainerd Lakes area with the Brainerd Area Fishery Supervisor, Mark Bacigalupi. Any population concerns about any of the sport fish in, in any of those lakes? Um, no, you know, the whitefish chain has been really stable. The, the, one of the interesting parts is that we see the walleyes every year when we're at the walleye egg take site on the upper part of the Pine River. And uh, so we we do get to see that every year in, a, in one respect. And what we, we see there is stability. Uh, we're hopeful that uh, long-term the northern pike reg- regulation is going to drop some of the high-density pike that we're seeing and uh, get it into a little bit better size structure, seeing some larger fish and, and maybe fewer of them. And then that can help the whole uh, food chain, really. You have uh, more perch available for walleyes and um, and keep those pine fi- those panfish sizes nice with the panfish reg. And uh, um, so nice nice place to go fishing, and, and we've seen stability there. Uh, watching that one, one carefully as we go, though. Okay. Um, you know, you talk about uh, zebra mussels. That's just one of the possibilities when it comes to AIS. When you have a uh, body over several bodies of water that are that popular, that have that many people, and oftentimes people bring in boats from elsewhere, uh, that's something you got to watch really, really carefully, I would think. Yeah, and we do what we can there. And the the Lake Association, Wapoa, has been, been really good. they They've uh, been watching the invasive species issues carefully, and they they do what they can to to notch up the uh, inspection efforts that that go there. Um, 
they we have uh, probably one of the more monitored um, accesses, or you know the the few accesses. You know, relatively speaking, for that much water, there's not that many access points to the lake, and they are pretty well monitored by state, county, and you know association volunteers to check that everyone is following the regs going in and out of there. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's always tough with uh, the number of users. You're uh, you're always worried about what could be next. Okay. Anything else we want to you want to share with us about uh, the whitefish chain? Um, well, it's a uh, it's a really great place. Multi species fishery. Uh, good, uh, interesting species to chase at different times of the year. Um, I've heard reports that w- the walleye can be uh, really good in Cross Lake, for example, in the winter. And, you know, people are focusing on walleyes in the upper chain in the early part of the year, and they move down down the lake as, as the summer progresses. So pretty interesting place to be. Absolutely. And, and again, uh, you know, most of the lakes on that chain, if not all of them, well-developed, a lot of cabins, a lot of resorts, a lot of boats, a lot of people. Just a very, very, very popular spot uh, for well, not just the state of Minnesota, but really the nation. There's people from all over coming. Absolutely, but the fishermen can still uh, get out there early in the morning and have a really uh, peaceful, nice nice outing. That's the thing. Fishermen get up early. That gives them an advantage over the rest of the vacationers, right? Yeah, relatively clear water in the lower parts of that chain. Really, some of the clearest water uh, in the county with a lot of clear water in it. So, um you know, that's a factor when you're thinking about how to approach the fishing, too. Uh, which brings up a, a quick point. Um, have you noticed or have you heard anecdotally of changes in fish behavior due to zebra mussels at this point? Yeah, anecdotally we have. Um, uh, it's hard to really quantify the habitat changes that uh, could occur in terms of plants, uh, plant stands growing, uh, you know, deeper in different places than they used to be. But yeah, um, actually, you'd think um, you'd hear a lot of people fishing deeper and earlier, but we actually hear the opposite that that fish are staying kind of hiding in the weeds well into the summer um, when you might expect that they move deeper. So that's one of the things you hear, and then you have to really use stealth and make long casts or uh, find a way to work through those weeds without getting your hooks fouled. Um, so it's it's a learning curve for, for a lot of people, especially me. <laughs> Mark Bacigalupe is the Brainerd Area Fisheries Supervisor discussing our first uh, up the Lake of the Week, Cross Lake, and then we just meandered into the rest of the whitefish chain as long as we were there. Mark, thank you for all the information. We really appreciate it. Yeah, glad to be there. Don't forget to follow us on social media, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And subscribe to the podcast so you can listen whenever it's convenient for you. And the podcast often has bonus content as well. You can access the podcast at Podcast One or download the PodMN app. That'll give you access to hundreds of other podcasts that are Minnesota-based. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for joining us. Now we're going fishing. <laughs> <laughs>